0: Awesome. So, um, I'm I'm so glad. If this is your first, happens to be your first night, and you're like, great. I came to like the sex series. This is awkward. Uh, I just want to say, I'm so glad that you've decided to join us tonight. Uh, this series called None of Your Business um, uh, is is a conversation about a difficult thing. Because, and some of you might be wondering, why is it called None of Your Business? If all we're doing is talking about it. The reason that we call this series None of Your Business is because um, we're talking about something that feels like it really shouldn't be anybody's business, which is sex. And um, we're talking about it here at church. Um, believe it or not, I actually believe that this is the best place to talk about something like this. Because uh, we've, been, we've been talking about this the last few weeks. Sex is important. It's powerful. And we actually here at Cedar Mill... We want you guys to experience it the way that God intended when he designed it. Um, So we've been saying this, while the way sex impacts your life right now isn't everybody's business, uh, we believe that it needs to be somebody's business. So if you're here and you're like, this really does seem like it should be no one's business. It's like, we believe this should be somebody's business. Uh, Someone older and wiser, someone who wants God's very best for your life. And somebody who will encourage you and help you make wise choices, someone that you can trust. Because even though it's an awkward, awkward, awkward topic, it's actually like something that, that everyone deals with. And so, um, yeah, talking, talking, with, talking about sex with anybody and everybody isn't a wise thing, but talking about it with someone like I just described well, that has the potential not only to help you move towards God's best for your future, but also to help you start making choices when it comes to sex that will better your life today. Um, so let's just get real for a second, um, because we, with, while all of what I just said is great, while all of that's great, talking about sex is just awkward. Um, sure. It, it might sound like a good idea to open up to like a trusted friend or a small group leader or a wise adult uh, about sex and how it's impacting you right now. Well, it might sound like a good idea to be like, yeah, let's talk about real stuff with people that care about us. Does that sound like that sounds like a good idea to everybody, right? Talking to people about real stuff, people that care about us, having people walk alongside us. That sounds like a good idea. Um, but having but like when it comes to. To practical like implementing this idea uh, it can like a real actual real life conversation it's maximum level awkwardness right so instead of talking about it we we usually take like oftentimes we take a different approach in our lives if you're anything like me we choose like it's easier just to not talk about that stuff or or maybe to choose to hide certain behaviors or choices uh, especially ones that make us feel like we might be Guilty or judged, um, we choose not to tell anybody about these things what we 've seen or done, um, and we choose to keep these things secret that 's just the truth is it 's easier like although walking alongside someone with this with this kind of topic seems like a good idea it 's awkward and sometimes it 's just easier to keep secret um, for middle schoolers one of it 's one of the biggest secrets that we keep when it comes um, to sex. It happens when we're alone. And it has to do with with pornography. And just so we can all be clear on um, what I'm talking about when I say the word pornography, I'm saying uh, any picture, video, or written material that shows or describes sex, sexual acts, or naked bodies in ways meant for sexual enjoyment. Um, Maybe when I read that, you were immediately freaked out. Uh, Or you might not really even know what I'm talking about. And if you do, you definitely don't understand why anyone would ever consider looking at it. Or maybe you've heard some friends or teammates or older siblings talk about pornography. And if you're being honest, you're a little bit curious. Um, I remember when I was in high school, someone approaching me in Spanish and being like, hey man, talking to me about it. And I was like, what? Why are you having this conversation with me? Uh, Maybe you've searched for it yourself or you've gotten in the habit of seeking it out often. For some of you, it's a habit you're struggling to stop. And for others, it's a habit that you don't necessarily see as a problem. Uh, no matter what you know about pornography, I think it's important that we talk about it. Some of you are like, why is it, like, really, Luke? Is it really important that we talk about it? Um, here's why I think it's important that we talk about it. Is that you'll probably come across pornography at some point in your life. Uh, if you haven't already, and knowing how to deal with it when you do come across it is important. See, as you get older, you'll start having more freedom. And with that freedom comes the, ha- the ability to access things online without telling anyone about about it, or knowing, or anyone knowing about it, and that makes the chances of coming across something that you didn't mean to come across or that you shouldn't see a lot higher. As your freedoms grow, the chances of coming across something like this become higher. So, when you do eventually come across, across pornography, if you haven't already, um, we want we want you to understand what it is you're dealing with. Like we wouldn't want no one show someone how to swim and says like throw someone in the deep end without teaching them how to swim, right? So that's what we want to do. We want you guys to understand what you're dealing with, to not get in over your head. One of the problems with pornography is how secretive it is. It allows us to experiment, experiment with sexuality without ever anyone ever knowing about it, which at first seems like a perfect situation because if we do it in secret, can it really hurt anyone? Um, it seems harmless. Like, Like what we look at when no one else is watching, does it really matter? But here's what nobody may be telling you about pornography, is that even if you're looking at it alone, it's more than just about you and your computer or or phone screen. Um, Didn't make that slide. It It has some really real effects on your real relationships our relationships with God, and our current or future relationships with others, and even our relationship with ourselves. And that creates a problem, because the chances of pornography showing up in your life, whether you're looking for it or not, like whether you're searching for it or not, it it just seems to pop up. The the chances of this are high. The technology makes it even more likely. So what do you do when it happens, and what's the right way to handle it? That's what we want to talk about. Over the past few weeks, um, we've learned... We've learned that sex is good. It's a natural thing that was created by God for us to enjoy within his design. Marriage between a man and a woman. Sex was created by God as a way to connect with our spouse on a physical, spiritual, and emotional level. That's what makes it so powerful. Um, so if God created sex and it's good, then why is looking at people having sex against God's plan? If we aren't actually doing anything with a real person, how is it wrong? It seems a little bit confusing, Right? Um, well, one of the problems with pornography uh, is this is that pornography depicts sex as just a physical act it, and, and this for this pornography has some very real effects on our relationships with our our relationship with God, our current our future relationships with others, and our relationship with ourselves. Um, it can make you think that that all sex that all sex is, that pornography doesn't show sex as a part of a relationship. It can make you, it's an, pornography doesn't show sex as a part of a relationship as an expression of a committed love in a marriage or with respect or honor. When you see sex depicted this way over and over again, it becomes easy to see people as physical objects, right? So it makes it easy to see people as physical objects. The reality is you don't Always care about respecting, being committed to, or honoring objects. Um, An object is yours to do with what you want, but sex is real life. In real life, the way that God designed it isn't about seeing another person as an object. It's about seeing them for what they really are. A person, right? A person with real feelings, emotions, a person who deserves respect and kindness and consideration. And they aren't something that you do something to, but someone that you have a relationship with. That's where pornography gets it wrong. Pornography is about you getting what you want and seeing what you like. It makes you think it makes you think getting what you want is all that matters. Now that's pretty much the opposite of what God intended for sex.. Um, that's pretty much the opposite of what God intended for sex. God created sex so that two people could become one. Um, It's a way for married couples to show love, honor, and commitment to one another and to connect in a way that God, that they don't connect with anyone else. So simply put, pornography doesn't depict sex the way that God intended. It's not a part of his perfect design and God has something better in mind for all of us. But there's more to it than that. Pornography can negatively impact our lives, our faith, and our relationships in another way, especially when it's kept secret. And here's the truth. Most pornography habits tend to grow in secret. The Bible has a lot to say about secrets. Um, so we're going to take a look at the book at a book in the New Testament, uh, the part of the Bible where Jesus lived on earth, and it's in the book of 1 John. Anyone know uh, who wrote 1 John? Any guesses? John, you got it. Um, so here's some advice from John. Let me get my slide straight over here. There we go. First John 5 through 7. This is the message. We heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in light as God is in light, then we have fellowship with each other in the blood of Jesus. His Son cleanses us from all sin. Okay, so some of you are thinking, this verse doesn't really have the word pornography in it. And that's true. But there are a lot of important truths that we can learn from John's letter uh, that we're going to talk about today. First, John was using light and darkness as a symbol. This is such a cool illustration for for this. He's using light and darkness as a symbol. What's he using it for? He's using light to talk about um, what is of God and darkness to talk about what isn't of God. So light talks about what is of God, right? We have light here. Light talks about what is of God, the things of God here. Um, And it says that that when we are living in light, that we're in a relationship with God, that when we're living in light, that we have fellowship with others. And it says that we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness. Actually, living in darkness Isn't a place that we want to be, right? Um, That light is where we want to be. That's the illustration that God's trying to show. So um, he explained that if we live in God's light and follow his ways, then we'll have open, honest, close relationships with each other. God's light strengthens our relationships. John went on to say that since God is light, we aren't living like believers if we do things that are in the darkness, In other words, since God is light and sin is the opposite of God's light, sin creates separation from him. Not only that, sin keeps us in the dark when we continue to live with these secrets. You see, the first step to moving into the light is to bring the secrets out into the open. Here's what I really want you guys to remember for today. Anything that causes separation isn't from God. Anything that causes separation in your life that isn't from God. If, and being separated, we know, isn't, isn't light. It's not what God has for us. Being separated is darkness. So pornography actually encourage us, it encourages secrets that keep us separated from God. That's one of the things that first separates us from is our relationship with God. How, when we have secret habits that use sex outside the way God intended, we can feel ashamed to go to him because of what we've been doing. Or we don't want to stop our habit, right? Any of you guys ever done something and you're like, I would bring God into this, but I'm not so ready to let go of it. Uh, We'll have to give it up. So instead, we separate from him. We draw back from him. And in those moments, and, and you know what? Even when you draw back from God, even when you don't want to invite him into those things, when you are separated, God still loves us. There's nothing that you can do to change that fact. But the secrets that we keep between in our relationship with him move us further and further away from life. It, le- it leads us further and further away from the light uh, and the life that God's calling us to leave. Our secrets move us away from God's light instead um, of towards him. It separates us. It, it's, it, the separation is caused by darkness. So our relationship with God grows dark. Um, pornography doesn't just shape our relationship with God. It also uh, causes separation in our relationships with others, including your current relationships and your future relationships. We may not realize the effects that separation causes in our lives right now until later, years, years down the road. Developing a habit of viewing pornography opens us up to some really harmful and false beliefs about sex. And over time, those things take root in our lives. Uh, leading us to believe things about sex that just aren't true. And those things will eventually impact the people that we have a relationship with, uh, either today, right now in our lives, or one day down the road. When we move away from God's light, we move towards darkness, and that causes separation and darkness in our relationship with others. Pornography even has a way of harming our relationship, so it causes separation with us and God, It causes separation between us and others, and it even harms our relationship with ourselves. It invites things like shame or guilt or, or fear into our heart. It changes the way that we see ourselves, like it changes the way that we see ourselves in the mirror. And over time, we start acting out on those beliefs that about who we think that we are, instead of who we think, instead of who God thinks that we are. And that separation again causes dark in our relationship with ourselves. I just wanna say one thing to those of you who have accidentally stumbled upon pornography online. Let me just reassure you, I just really wanna reassure you in the room right now that a one-time accidental click on something that you shouldn't see isn't going to cause separation that I'm talking about. It's not gonna cause this darkness. An accident um, is an accident. And sure, it might make you feel weird or embarrassed or even guilty, but I just wanna let you know that you didn't do anything wrong. If you've stumbled upon this kind of stuff, you haven't done anything wrong. Just know that if you came across pornography on accident and didn't stay on that page or save that image or watch that video, um, something you unintentionally encountered isn't going to create a divided relationship with you and God or others or even shouldn't impact your relationship with yourself. But I would say you do have a responsibility to with what you decide to do next, right? If you stumble into something like this, the responsibility um, lays on you to do, the, to do to make the choice that, that, that God is leading you towards. Maybe some of you have experienced feeling of separation caused by pornography because this is something that you struggle with in your everyday life. Or maybe you're not even sure about this whole faith thing, right? I'm up here talking about pornography and, and Jesus, and you're like, I'm not even sure about Jesus. Or maybe... Um, The idea of separation from God doesn't really matter to you uh, because you aren't even sure that you're close to him to begin with. Um, And that's okay, too. What I want you to hear tonight, no matter who you are or where you stand with God or what you believe about who he is or or even what you've done, is that God loves you. He cares about you and a pornography habit um, that you may have, not just because of how it affects your relationship with him but because of how it affects your relationship or your relationships with others and yourself even if you aren't sure about God i just want you to consider dealing with a pornography habit because of how it affects your own life and relationships try getting rid of the secrets in your life the way that john suggests If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So what do we do to close the gap of separation, the secrets that cause in our relationships? What do we have to do for for things to be made right between us and God? All we have to do is confess— to confess. When we confess our, our sins and our secrets to God, it moves us one step closer to him. It brings us into the light. It brings us into freedom. And that's super powerful stuff. Confession is powerful. And because, his love, because he loves us so much, we can trust that we won't be met with anger or guilt or rejection from God. No, when we confess our sins to God, When we confess our sins and secrets to God, it moves us one step closer to him. When we confess our sins to God, um, he, he wants the separation to go away. When we confess them to God, we will be met with love and goodness because God wants to be close to us. He doesn't want darkness in our life. He wants light in our life. And he will cause the separation and the secrets to go away. Think of it this way. Confession is good and confession is powerful. Confession is the best way to fight secrets, um, the secrets of pornography. Or any other, like if if pornography isn't the sin in your life that's kept secret, any other sin in your life, confession is a powerful tool to help you navigate those secrets or those habits that you want to break. Confession might seem like a really scary thing to think about. Some of you in the room are like, whoa, confessing something like this? It feels like a big deal uh, to take secrets in our life especially secrets about pornography, and, and to bring them out into the open, um, to bring them into the light. But remember that confession is good and that confession is powerful. It's the first step in ending a habit that's harmful to you um, to, or to others or to your, to your relationship with God. It's the first step to moving away from what's hidden and hidden towards the light of God. So here's where I'm asking you to start this week. The first, first thing being talk to God. If you struggled with pornography, talk to God about it. If you're curious about it and tempted to look at it, talk to God about it. Um, take a step to invite him into the secret places in your life and ask him to bring those things into the light. God already knows everything about you. He already knows these things about you, so he won't be surprised or disappointed in what you tell him. Confessing to God is more about coming to him with an open heart, admitting that you're on the wrong path, that you're, and that you want him to lead you back onto the right path for what's, what's best for your life. And, and to ask for his guidance and his forgiveness. Um, can, it's, talking to God about it is about feeling the freedom of the weight of like, if you've ever carried a secret, it can be really heavy to carry that alone. It's about the freedom that comes. Um, it, it takes the weight off of all that stuff that you've been carrying around. Some of you, I know, have come in here tonight with a lot of baggage on your shoulders, a lot of secrets that you've been carrying all alone. And that can be a heavy burden to bear. Remember, there's nothing that you can say that will make God love you any less. And I would even go so far as to say, that there's nothing that you can say to, like, to the people in your life. You might think, if I, if I was brought this into the light with a close mentor, maybe they would love me less. And I would just say, I don't think there's anything you could do in this room to talk to your leader that would make your leader love you any less. Or your parents love you less. Fear and separation like to tell us that if we were to ever bring these things out in the open, that suddenly we'd be unlovable. I just want to say that's not true. God won't love you any less. Those who are your mentors won't love you any less. Start by talking to God about your struggles, fears, and sins. And then I've already kind of hinted at this. But talk to someone that you trust. When it comes to sex, it's not everybody's business. But it should be somebody's business. So talk to someone about your struggles, your questions, or your fears about pornography. Um, this this step is is this is a great step um, t- towards like bringing your secrets to bringing your habits to an end, uh, and and being brought into God's light. Maybe you need to confess a habit that's gone too far, or to ask some, someone's help to stop. Maybe you need to set boundaries that will help you avoid pornography. In your life and you need someone to help you stick to those boundaries, right? Uh, maybe you need the need to process how this whole conversation makes you feel. Maybe some of you are in the room, you're like, I really need to process how this whole thing makes me feel. Why do I feel like this? Maybe um, talking to a trusted wise adult like your small group leader or, or a parent um, is a great place to start. Invite them into a conversation to help you avoid a life of secrets. And instead, live a life that's filled with God's very best for you in the light. Remember, confession is good and confession is powerful. God wants you to experience sex um, in a good and powerful way that he intended. And things like pornography drag you further and further away from his intention for you. Um, But confession has the power to bring you back. So as you head to small group today, I want you guys to think about this question. I'm about to dismiss you, but on your way to small group, as you walk there, if you're new, by the way, find someone that's your age and gender. They'll take you to this place you should be. But think about this on the way, you guys. I'm about to say ready break, but think about this. Is there something I struggle with that I need to confess?